Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking to Rachel Mazza. She's the one who steers the ship over there at copychief.com with Kevin Rogers, who you might have heard of, which is, if you've not heard of Copychief, I mean, I'm probably sure you probably have. It's an eight-figure business. They've got 15 staff over there, and they sold out their first coaching program just using the PS in the emails. She's being, being like, freelancing and strategic partnering for about 10 years now traveling the world while doing it that sounds absolutely lush now when this episode comes to an end we don't want you to feel like you're stuck all alone with questions and trying to figure out but how does this apply to me so come and share whatever it is that you are working on and get stuck into all the training and the resources that we've got for you in our free facebook group all you have to do is go to facebook and search for the email marketing show community or hurl open any web browser and go to robinkennedy.group and by actual magic you'll be transported to the facebook group he once almost passed out just listening to someone else getting a tattoo it's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he's a total jeans snob, will only wear Armani or Diesel. It's psychological mind reader, Kennedy. So your fact could actually have been that Rob is a nitwit, because uh, that's a fact we've used in a different episode, and I forgot to change it. Uh, no, no, it's not a fact we've used in another episode. I just wrote it in, so you were double nitwit, double nitwit. No, 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 my fact, man. Oh, your fact, man. My fact, yeah. Ooh. Well, there you go. That's all right. Um, do you want to ask me about my jeans, then? Yes. Uh, you wear nice jeans? Yeah, I do. Thanks a lot. The thing is, I think I've got quite big, big calves, you see, and there's only some jeans that will actually fit over me calves. That's the reason, honestly. 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 I wonder what the mooing sound was. Oh, God, did you just really do that? Anyway, 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 hello, this is the show where we give course creators, coaches and membership site owners everything that you need to do psychology-driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero of your business with a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday. It's just Wednesday, mate. Nobody cares. It's just Wednesday. (laughs) I think it's catching on. Honestly, I've seen the uh, hashtags happening around. By the way, people often do ask us which email marketing automation platform it is that we use. And the truth is, like, our customers and members and people in our world use lots of different platforms, and they're all brilliant. They're all really good at what they do. But honestly, the one that we use and love a little bit too much is Keep. Keep allows us to create the most intuitive email automations, book appointments and send great emails all under one roof and they're sponsoring this episode of the show so we've hooked you up with a smashing deal with them for just three months of half three months at just half price which is amazing no setup fee and an extra 2,000 contacts when you go to emailmarketingheroes.com slash keep right now today go and do it lovely boom Let's get into the episode. Now, Kennedy, uh, we've got Rachel with us today, and um, I'm going to give you three potential statements about Rachel, and you're going to have to try and guess which one is true. So, Rachel, please keep a poker face. Don't give anything away, Kennedy. Close your eyes. Okay. Put your headphones over your eyes or something. Right, okay. So, one of these three things is true. One, she makes her friends call her the Empress. Number two, she accidentally moved in with her boyfriend and ten other people. Or three, she has five middle names. She's the empress. She accidentally moved in with her boyfriend and 10 other people. Or she's got how many middle names? Five. Five middle. 
You've got about 30, so I don't think it's that one. <laughs> um, and you've, I know you've got like a cousin or something who's got 11, one for each member of a football team or some shit like That's that. That's correct. Um, so I think you've made that one up based on that hilarity. Um, uh, I don't know, would she get her friends to call her the Empress? I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna. Th- I know she's being living that nomadic lifestyle, running around being location dependent. I think she maybe accidentally moved in with her boyfriend and ten other people. Is that the right one, Rachel? That one is correct. It was yes! just a friend, not the boyfriend. But I showed up, and uh, one by one, couch surfers trickled in, and there were ten people living in this tiny one-bedroom apartment, and that was a surprise because I was not informed. <laughs> Oh my god! I want to see a bunk bed that's got ten people here just stacked one on top of the other, just spread out on the floor. Oh my god, that's insane! And he wasn't your boyfriend at the time, and then you were like, "Well, he's obviously very popular. Here's the social proof. So he's the guy for me." Oh, I think it was actually just a friend. I think I misread it. (laughs) It was it was just a friend, but it was actually my first time ever traveling outside the U.S. by myself, and I was totally alone in Australia on the other side of the world. And uh, yeah, it was quite a surprise, and I learned a lot and made a lot of new friends. Yeah. So for the first time ever in this podcast, none of those things, none of those things were true. <laughs> you did a really good job of the uh, prep on this one, man. Thanks, Rob. I Thanks did, for that. Yeah. Rachel, one of the things you're really, really good at is, um, well, what do you call these special pages we were talking about? They're like, like, a, they're not like, a, are they a bridge page? Are they? A, what, what, what do you call them? Yeah. So this is something that's a that. Depending on the type of marketing you're doing, they call them different things, but I call them advertorials or pre-sale pages. They're an interstitial page, so an in-between page that goes in between that initial touch point where you first interact with the customer and the final place where you want them to convert. So whether that's joining your email list or making a sale, uh, they go right in between and they kind of warm people up before you ask them to take action. I like the sound of that. that. So shall we just take a look? And so for us visual people, if we want to close our eyes, unless you're driving, obviously, when you listen to this, um, if we want to imagine where this fits in, let's take it from the customer or subscriber, potential subscriber sort of journey. What? How does this, where does this fit in that journey? So we've got a really clear idea of where that fits. Yeah, and so it can start from organic traffic. If someone finds you on a blog, then maybe you've written a blog, uh, which could be a type of advertorial, or you're running Facebook ads. So wherever you touch the customer first, sorry, that sounded inappropriate. Wherever you meet the customer first, wherever they first see you. uh, And then they would normally, you'd want to send them to your sales page or to your website. But if you're approaching a cold audience or a skeptical audience or a prospect that may not know you, you want to get them into the right mindset before you ask them for something, right? It's like going up to someone and being like, hi, I'm Tom, want to buy my thing? And so instead of just like throwing it in their face, you want to have a little chit chat. You want to give them some information, give them some value before you ask them to take action. So it'd be in between like a Facebook ad or an organic article that you've got out there and the sales page or the opt-in page where you want them to join your list. Okay, so practical steps. We might run an ad rather than straight to a lead magnet where they have to opt in, which is a level of commitment, or straight to a paid offer, which again is another level of commitment. We might stick an ad out, which looks like it's just going to a piece of information. So now the person's gone from, let's just use the paid example, uh, from Facebook, They've clicked on the ad. They now see this lovely article and they go, oh, that's lovely. Is there a call to action in that article which moves them on? Like, how do we get them from the, the, this uh, article thing to the next step? 
Yeah, great question. And this is really tough for a lot of marketers, especially copywriters. I'm a copywriter because we are trained to sell, right? We're trained to present people with a sales message. But advertorials, you want to take a step back and you don't want to sell too hard. So the goal of an advertorial is not to sell. It's just to get that person to take the next step and have enough information to want to take the next step. So there's a couple of ways that you can move them to the next page. You can have that anchor text. So the links in the article. So you might highlight if you, let's say you've got a weight loss product and you've got a line in the article that says, Jenny lost 30 pounds before Christmas, maybe 30 pounds before Christmas is actually a link to your opt-in where you're going to tell people how to shed that holiday weight. Right. But you can do a subtle CTA at the bottom where it's like, if you'd also like results like Jenny, click here to get our free seven-day course on how to lose weight while eating Christmas cookies, whatever it is, right? So you can have that, that CTA at the bottom. You just don't want to be too promotional because people are coming here to get something. You want to be in a giving mindset here. So you want to give them information or entertainment or something that they want to read and click on, whether if they were scrolling through social media, they're not interested on this page in buying something. They just want to check it out. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. So for me, it's like you, you, what you're looking for is a high traffic page. This is not about converting a lot of those people. This is about getting your CPA, uh, your, well, your CPC right down, I guess. Yes. Um, and, or, and or making it an easier leap from organic social onto this page. So some of those people who land on that page are going to now click and go, oh, yeah, I want to find out what this, you know, recipe book for these cookies that are going to help me drop a load of weight. That's great. They're going to organically do that. What about the people who just go, oh, that was a lovely article, Rachel. Thanks a lot. I'm off ski now. See you later. Um, how do we make sure we basically maximize the number of people who take the next step? So you've got that inline text, which yes. is mid, sort of mid-roll, right in the middle of the paragraph, the anchor text. That's great. How else do we make sure we're not just wasting all of this effort we're putting into getting somebody onto that, that article? Yeah, it's a really good filtering system for if you're trying to reach a wide audience, right? So first of all, you're going to reach this wide audience and maybe you're paying for conversions and you're trying to filter people through who are going to convert and are really interested in what you have, have to sell or, or are offering because they're going to make it all the way to the bottom of that page. But you're also able to kind of cast the net wider because you're going to be able to get people that are coming in, reading your article, and then you're going to be able to retarget those people because they've already been interested in what you have to offer. So even if someone doesn't convert on that page or could, and could take the next step at that time, now you've got this list of people who you know are interested in what you have to say. And maybe they just, it wasn't the right time for them, or they need a couple more touch points, or maybe you needed a little different angle. Maybe instead of Jenny shedding the holiday weight, maybe it's Ken, you know what I mean? Like maybe they're in the wrong demographic and you just need to change the angle. What it does is it allows you to test a bunch of different angles, a bunch of different ideas very cheaply, and then you can carry through the, the best one to your sales page, to your landing page, so that you can test all these ideas before you're trying to sell somebody. You already know what resonates with them. Right. That's really okay. cool. That's nice. Is this something that you're using with all traffic sources? Or is this specifically something like, for example, when you're on a podcast like this and you're going to send somebody somewhere, is it worth doing at that point? Or is it really only worthwhile when you're doing like super cool paid ads? You can do it everywhere. So paid ads are really effective. And this is really effective for paid ads because it allows you to lower your traffic cost while still converting more cold traffic, right? That's like the holy grail for business owners or media buyers. So that's very popular. You can also do what, uh, what we call is content 
networks. You can pay content networks. And those are like a type of ad, but you're basically paying a company like Taboola or Outbrain or Adblade is one to place your content on a site where people will see it as sponsored content or featured content. So you see this all the time on BuzzFeed. Most of the stuff on BuzzFeed that you see are actually advertorials trying to get you to go to someone's opt-in page or sales page. Same mm. with like Daily Mail, CNN, even like weather.com has advertorials on it. So depending on what you're trying to promote, you can pay a content network to place your content rather than just throwing an ad in someone's face as well. Okay, so what should these actual advertorial pages look like? And first of all, are they on th that other platform? Are they on another person's platform? Probably not if you're going to use retargeting, I guess. Um, or uh, are they on your blog? Should they be a standalone page, which is more like a sort of sales page, but it's not a sales page, it doesn't have any call to actions on it? Like, what does the page look like? Yeah, really good question. And that's actually two questions. So what does it look like and where should you put it? So what it looks like is content. So a term that's kind of fallen out of vogue recently is native advertising. That's how you used to refer to it as native advertising. So copy or sales material disguised as content. So if you've ever seen those listicles, you see these all the time on Buzzfeed, like the 10 kitchen gadgets you didn't know you needed in your life, those kinds of things. Any of those listicles, that's a very, very popular format for advertorials. And what you do is you'd either have a link in each one of those sections for each of the 10 kitchen gadgets, or it might be the uh, 10 mistakes that uh, holiday goers make when trying to lose weight before the holidays, things like that. And you might just have one CTA towards the end that drives them towards your opt-in page. So you've got the listicles, you've got editorial style articles. So um, something like how to lower your heating bill this winter. And I've seen this work for um, like service providers that, that do like HVAC services or heating and cooling services. And so they will be educational, they will be a how-to. You can do journalistic articles, like a press release, like an announcement, like this company released this and it's, it's amazing because these reasons, but my personal favorite is stories. So using personal stories. So maybe it's like how uh, this single mom from Texas learned to do, change her life by becoming a circus performer, whatever it is having these personal stories where you're telling a story of someone just like your ideal prospect, having a struggle, finding a solution, which just so happens to be your solution. And then if you'd like to learn more, if, if people want to uh, find out more about how that works, they would take the next step and, and you've probably got some sort of offer to help them do that. And, and to do this, I guess the the, the headline and the, the title of that article can be a little bit more and this, this word I'm about to say has a very negative connotation. I know the word. <laughs> it begins with C and ends with... 80. Lick, lick bait. That's not really <laughs> what I want to go with. Um, uh, but it can, I think it, it probably can be a bit more like that. It has to be a bit more like a newspaper you know, headline, doesn't it? Yeah, so here's the cool thing about copy. And this is actually really important when we're talking about these pre-sale pages, is anytime you meet a customer, a new customer, there's somewhere along a scale of awareness, right? And there's a guy named Eugene Schwartz who made this concept very popular about the scale of awareness. And advertorials work really well for all scale, uh, side, um, levels of awareness, but they work really well for those guys towards the unaware side. So they may not know you, or they may not even know they have a problem yet. And so they get people just to move up the next level of awareness on the scale. And so things only feel clickbaity, they only feel like clickbait if you're approaching someone at a different level of awareness than you intend. 
So if you're trying to say like, bye, 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 Sunday, 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 that seems really salesy. It seems they're very off-putting. But if someone's all the way at the far end and they're ready to buy, they're the most aware stage, they're just looking for a good deal. And that would be great for them. But someone at the unaware stage is like, ah, that's so salesy. And it's the same thing with click, clickbait. If someone is uh, looking to buy and they see this, this story about this woman and like all these things. And they're like, no, I'm just looking for weight loss products. Like get away from me. It's going to feel disconnected to them. But if someone's just browsing and is looking for a potential solution to the problem that they have, and they don't know about other solutions, then they're going to look at that and say, oh, this person sounds like me. What did they do? And it's going to be really interesting. So clickbait is relative. I feel like depending on the level of awareness that a prospect is at at any given time. Totally. And I mean, I'm obsessed. I, I love the, the short scale of awareness thing. We, we talk about it probably daily. I, I bleat on about it a lot. And the reason is, you, I mean, I'm guessing with, with this kind of advertorial thing, you may want to test articles which speak to the different stages yes. of the awareness scale and just see which one happens to be landing with your current ad targeting on that particular platform that's one of the things that we should is that one of the things you test definitely and you can also have more than one advertorial in your funnel so maybe you want to bring people up from totally unaware to problem aware solution aware right You can sometimes do that in one article, but you may need multiple articles to do that. If they don't even know that they have a problem yet, first of all, you have to get them to understand that they actually do have a problem that there's solutions out there, right? I remember um, this was actually me when I first learned about advertorials is I was trying to sell SEO pages, right? When this was years and years ago, I was trying to sell these SEO pages. I didn't even know that advertorials were a thing. So I was uh, problem aware. I knew that people like didn't want to pay a ton for SEO articles, but I didn't know the solution was actually educating myself that, Hey, these are a really important piece of the funnel and you're just not talking to the right people or talking about it in the right way. So I remember, I, I don't even remember who it was, but I stumbled upon an article about how advertorials work and like what they are. And I was like, wait, that's what I do every single day. I just didn't know it was called that. So that moved me up the scale of awareness, but then I needed to go find information about like how to write them better and and how to sell them. And so I needed more touch points before I was ready to buy into what I eventually did was a copywriting course. And that's how I first learned copy, even though I was already doing it in a way. Right. No, that makes sense. You've given us a couple of really interesting structures that make a lot of sense here in terms of for somebody who's going to sit down with a blank page and have to write this. Obviously, one really great option is a sort of case study before and after. Here's what Jenny did. The other one is a listicle. Are there any other really good structures that you found here that you can kind of just use as a starting point for this? Yep. Story-based ones where you make a personal connection and tell a personal story are amazing. Listicles are fantastic, especially for e-commerce. It's like the golden uh, hippo for e-commerce, if that's a thing, golden hippos. It is now. Um, It is now. Here's your golden hippo of editorials. Um, The editorial style, so something that's like uh, either like like a news article reporting or how to is a really good one. So how to or how to not. So like how to avoid xyz or how to do this thing that you want to do so i love how-to articles i love uh new style articles stories are my favorite and listicles are great but you can use all different types of formats for advertorials too like i've seen it i've done it with podcasts before actually the very first podcast i did with kevin rogers on 
uh, at Copy Chief was about advertorials. And what we did is we revealed at the end that the whole thing was an advertorial for my lead magnet, just as a case study of like how you could use advertorials. And so you can use podcasts as advertorials. YouTube videos are amazing. So any sort of video is great. Um, and in the olden days, you saw this a lot. Like I love how Guinness did it. Guinness had all of these guides that bars would put on their wall. So like Guinness guide to oysters, like what pairs well and what are all the different types of oysters or Guinness's guide to cheese or, and they would have these, all these different cheeses and they would pair well with Guinness. I think one of my favorites though is um, this company. I don't know if you even know if it exists anymore was called Rinso detergent. And they had a uh, uh, magazine article that showed all these different types of stains and how to get each stain out. So like grass, blood, whatever it was. And housewives would rip it out and hang it on their wall. But it was a advertorial advertisement for Rinso. And it's what better advertisement could you ask for Amazing. than people ripping it out and framing it or saving it and posting it on their wall. And so you can use all different types of formats for these infographics as well are great. Wow, absolutely amazing. And, and lengthwise, I mean, short of saying as long as it needs to be, these do these need to be highly consumable or do they need to be really detailed? Definitely consumable. So if you think of someone sitting there in today, they would be sitting there on their phone and they'd be scrolling through Facebook and they're like, don't, don't care, I don't care. Oh, caught my eye. You want to click on it and read it. You want it to be uh, bite-sized. You want it to be consumable. You want it to be catchy, right? Something that someone wants to click through and kind of like mindlessly read through. And then if it, if, if you're the right, uh, if you're approaching the right audience, they'll be like, oh, wait, this is actually for me. It's not just like mindless scrolling. They'll be interested in learning more. So definitely content bite-sized stuff. Ah. We've sort of touched on this, but I'm just curious to dig into it. Is the goal here to say um, we are going to, we're basically going to try and acquire fewer subscribers. They might cost us a bit more, uh, but they're going to be higher quality in the long run. Therefore, the ROAS and return on is going to be better. Or is the goal here to try and get it so that your cost per acquisition is lower? What's the goal? I would say that your goal is to get it in front of as many people as you can. And then the people that click through through the advertorial are going to be extremely high quality leads. Because first of all, they've already made several micro commitments before they get to your opt-in page. They've clicked on your ad or wherever they saw the, the article title. They've read through the whole thing. They've actually clicked either like a subtle link or a subtle CTA and gone through. And now they're still interested. They've taken like four or five steps now. They're still interested in giving you their, their coveted email address and, and information, right? So you want to get it in front of a very wide audience, but the people that filter through to the end are going to be extremely high quality leads and interested okay. in what you have. This sounds like something you could, you could test optimizing for traffic to the advertorial versus like conversions two steps down the line, I guess, and see how that works out. Definitely. And what I've been seeing more and more now as ad uh, costs go up is people using their ads as advertorial. So they do really long form ads. And at Copy Chief, one of our best and longest running ads we've had this break-even funnel for years now, is, um, is it, they just write really long-form ads. And they're basically little story-based advertorials, but they look like content. They look like a post, right? But it's actually an ad, and we've paid to put it there, and people click there, and then they go, and they get our, our low-cost tripwire product. That's interesting. So, yeah, so you're kind of... It's, gonna, it's interesting to see what the difference will be in terms of the cost of acquisition 
because obviously with two steps you've got to total two pieces of the puzzle the the cost to just get people to go and look at the article and then you've got to retarget them in some way and get them to convert there's two bits of cash to put together there and then you've got the the direct the more direct classic old school way of going here's an ad go and opt in have you found that one is like what's the difference when you see the results of this like does one cost more than the other but generally i mean how does that look in the output so it was if you have a, just a regular ad or if you're testing people sending people to this this advertorial I think your costs are going to be lower if you're using the advertorial, but testing might be slower. You might have to expand your audience. And so what I would do is take the ads that just have super cheap, just awareness ads and um, test the ideas before you run a full-blown ad campaign to the advertorial. So what I like to do is write some advertorial-based ads, see which ones get the most engagement, and then take that theme and write a more involved advertorial, which I would publish on a, my website or a third-party website. And so testing the ads first, or sorry, the concepts first on an ad is gonna save you a lot of time and money before writing this full-blown advertorial. And then you wanna take that, that theme onto your opt-in page, right? You wanna have that congruency through the whole funnel. Did I answer right. your question, actually? Yeah, yeah, I, th- I, yeah. Think, okay. I think you did. Yeah, I mean, it's a case of like testing it. Also, that t- those two different things, of course, as we said, actually appeal to different people at the different levels of awareness. So you might find running both both direct to an offer, whether that be free or paid, and to an advertorial, having uh, running them both at the same time, are going to actually generate different audiences anyway. And of course, at the least aware stage is actually our biggest... More ex- most expensive, but our least, uh, but our biggest opportunity for huge growth because not many people are working at that end of of the awareness scale. Fascinating stuff. Is there anything else about this that we should absolutely definitely need to get, need to know? Yeah, you can do this without spending a dime. If you've got time and you want to do this organically, you can either find a platform like medium.com, which is a built-in audience. People are on Medium already looking to read things, right? You can start blogging and, and putting your advertorials there. Uh, of course, the more interesting and the more uh, uh, for the reader you're creating them, you really got to get out of that selling mindset and like get in the giving mindset. That's going to make it a lot uh, more efficient for you and more effective. So you can do it like that. You can also guest blog or contribute content. You can get on podcasts like this one and you can use those platforms as a uh, channel for your advertorial. You don't have to spend money on ads. Of course, it's going to speed up the process. And if you pay a content network like Taboola or something, they're going to get you in front of a lot more people faster. But if you don't have a ton to invest, you can absolutely do this organically, either through posting stuff on your own site and using organic SEO to drive people to those articles or by getting your your stuff on third party sites, which gives you a little bit more credibility too, right? When someone else is featuring your content, not just you. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can do it that way as well. Okay, a micro little question, dead detail thing, but you might, and you might not even have the answer. I don't know, but I'm going to ask it. Hey, we're here. So to get started on with one, one, someone like Taboola or something, because we see mm-hmm. the ads every now and again, what sort of budget do, does someone need to have to do that? Is that a thing where you need to have $1,000? Do you need to have $10,000? Do you need to have $100,000? Like, at what, there's always this diminishing returns. At some point, there's just no point. Like $5 a year is not worth it. How much do we need to have in order to just get started on doing that kind of thing? That's a good question. And I'm not going to give you a specific answer because I don't use them today as much as I did. I do a lot with Facebook ads these days. But um, in the past, I mean, you could definitely do it for like 30 bucks a day or even 10 bucks a day. I think it's about how many impressions you get with the content networks. So they they cost per impression usually. 
So just like Facebook, you could do that with Facebook ads. So I think you could do it with any budget. It's just about what's worth it for that market, right? So is your offer like really high converting? Is it a really proven offer? Because then it might be worth it to do a lower budget because you know that you're going to be able to break even or make those that return on ad spend faster. Um, but just like Facebook, the wider audience and the more you can throw at it, the more they're going to put it in front of people. But what I like about uh, Taboola and those content networks is it allows you to test concepts a lot better because they're placing your content where people are already reading other content. So you'll see things like uh, the people will go on a website like um, The Atlantic or something like that, and they'll read an article. And at the bottom, it says, oh, if you like this, you may also like, and there are, they're already sold on reading the next article and going down that rabbit hole. So I think that's where content networks are going to serve you even better than ads is when you're testing. Love it. Love it. So cool. I think it's time to go into this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Rachel. A subject line that's worked particularly well for you. Okay, this one's going to be kind of boring because it's not really much of anything, but the best subject line that has ever worked the best for me is uh, just checking dot, dot, dot. That's great. What, what was the context <laughs> of, of that? When do you use that? I use it for a couple different things. I use it um, when people first opt into my list. I send mm-hmm. them the welcome email, right? And then eight hours later, I send them a follow-up and said, just checking, dot, dot, dot. And I say, hey, I know there's a bunch of spam stuff out there. Just want to make sure that you got uh, the guide that I promised you. Please just hit reply and let me know so I can sleep better tonight. And that's when I use it. And I I also use it for, um, there's a guy named Dean Jackson, which is a genius email marketer. And he has one of my favorite strategies of email marketing of all time called the nine-word email. And it's just a nine-word email that's like, hey, are you still interested in real estate? Dean or like, Hey, are you still interested in losing weight these holidays, Rachel? And so, uh, I use it often for that, like just checking, like, Hey, are you still interested in learning more about advertorials, Rachel? And they, it seems so simple. It's so hard not to add more to it, but it's so effective to just send that nine word email with the just checking subject line. I love it. This week's subject line of the week, subject line of the week. Rachel, this has been awesome for people who want to find out more about you and everything you do and tell us, where do we go? Sure. Yeah. You can go to rachelmazza.com and I've got a free guide on there. That's my whole system for how I write advertorials in eight steps. And so you can grab that just on my homepage. I love it. Thank you so much. This has been an absolute blast. If you haven't already, folks, make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player because that means next week's episode will also download right to your device. That's it. We'll see you all next week. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks, guys. Bye.